Hi, I'm David. And I'm Molly. And this is the Perspective View podcast. Today will be episode three of our four-part series on technology, where we'll be discussing renewable energy. Yeah, and I think mostly talking about wind since <laughs> when we decided to sit down and research this. I went And I'm crazy. looking at Molly's notes now. It's just full of megawatt figures for wind. I got so excited. I don't know why. I think the thing is, is like it's different for me and you. You just know all of this already. Well, so I don't know like all the megawatt figures, but I know no, I roughly. Don't ex- I don't expect you to know all of that, but I think this kind of stuff doesn't interest you because you already kind of know about it more than I do. Like I stopped doing physics at GCSE. Yeah, so because I study engineering, it's quite hard for me to find like. Mm an interesting yeah when I was researching looking at articles it's quite hard for me to find an interesting angle yeah because I'm a bit desensitized to it because I read about it all the time yeah whereas like I hear about it in lectures and things so I don't really know what's that interesting about it anymore whereas for me like I know of wind I know of solar I know of well actually I knew hydroelectric dams existed but until until recently I I didn't know what they were but to me like knowing actually how they work and how much they actually can contribute is actually pretty interesting because I didn't know that mm. before. Yeah. So I've learned something. Well, I think we should start off with like, what is renewable energy? So if you were to describe what is a renewable energy source? Um, I remember learning about it in school and they were like, okay, so there's raw materials, which is like fossil fuels and oils and I mm-hmm. can't remember the third one. Um, and they're the ones that can run out. So we can't run out of wind, which is why wind is a renewable energy. We can't run out of the sun. Well, we can. Not within, <laughs> not, the, not within the human Not a pressing though. issue. We, we're not going to run out of lakes and rivers. We're not going to run out of the ocean. Yeah, so So it's... these are all things that are reliable. It's just something that's going to... It's a consistent source of energy that's not going to run out by people using it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. We've got it straight away. So. Look at me go. Yeah. So you do remember. I am very good. <laughs> so yeah, like Molly was saying, it's like anything that doesn't run out. Mm-hmm. So wind doesn't run out. So wind turbines. Um, the sun's not going to run out anytime soon. Sun so. turbines. <laughs> you mean solar panels. <laughs> well, until I know how they work, they're just sun turbines. Fair. Um, Tide. Anything tidal to do, turbines. Anything to do water, yeah. mm yeah. Biomass? Um, I was looking at biomass and uh, uh, I'm not too... Other than like burning wood to create a steam one, yeah. to, a to spin a turbine, which to me is what coal is as well. That was all I got from it. And I just thought to look into that, I didn't... There aren't enough days hmm. for me to understand it. And then there's also geothermal. Geothermal is one that I want you to explain to me because I started looking into it and it there were, there was some pretty big terminology and I just thought I'd have to look up all the terminology well, to can, understand all of it. You can start with geothermal things. I think most people know what wind turbines are, what solar panels are. Yeah. But you can start with geothermal. So I don't really know all the technical like stuff. You were not I, actually, it was actually in my, one of my modules last year, but I've forgotten most of it. You say you study engineering. Yeah, I know. But um, I do remember sort of roughly how it works. So basically um, underneath the ground... Mm-hmm. So underneath Geo. The, yeah, so underneath the surface, mm-hmm. once you go, I think it's further than like three metres or so, 
Um, not that far. Though. Not that far. No. Um, the temperature is like reasonably stable. Yeah. So like on the top. So imagine on the road in the summer. Yeah. The be... road gets really hot, yeah. isn't it? Um, but in the winter, it's really cold. Mm-hmm. But like about three meters underneath. That, the I, top doesn't affect the, it as much. Yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on the three meters, but I think it's roughly about three meters or. Okay, that makes sense. Something like that. It's like ten feet or yeah. something in that range. Um, the temperature doesn't change that much, and mm-hmm. I think it stays around like. It's under 20 degrees, or I can't remember exactly what it is. It's like 15 degrees-ish. Yeah. So you can imagine in the winter when it's like zero degrees outside, mm-hmm. if it's 15 degrees three metres down... That's quite nice. It's quite nice. You could use that. So you could use that heat. And like inversely in the summer, mm-hmm. when it's 30 degrees outside, you could use the coolness yeah. of 15 degrees. Why is the tube so hot then? The tube is way more than three metres down. Ex- well, I'll explain that in a minute if you want. Um, so, yeah, so in the winter you can basically put a rod mm-hmm. well in general you just put a rod in the ground yeah. and then you can like use what's called a heat exchanger mm-hmm. and you can basically extract the heat from the ground so like the hotter molecules will go from the hot summer sky above down exchange for the cold like i'm just imagining kind yeah of like yeah, a yeah, yeah kind of yeah. going on yeah okay. so the any the heat from say your house will so it's kind of like into the ground and energy just through send. osmosis yeah, it's kind of, actually osmosis is not a bad description. Yeah. So if it's hot in your house, mm-hmm. like hotter than below the ground, the heat will go into the ground. If it's colder mm-hmm. in your house than it is in the ground, then the heat will come from the ground into your house. So it's just basically making like a rod and like a pipe, like a way for it to go between. I suppose in countries there, though like, where yeah. there are like actual geothermal pools. Yeah, so there's places where it works really well because there's like already, like there's a hot spring or something mm. and it works really well there. But like, Iceland's tour- yeah. turned into a whole tourist industry. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a big. So geotherm is not like a. It's not a super, not a super big, big deal one, but it's there. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. It's quite interesting. Like most people don't know about it. Um, it's more to do with heat. It's not to do with electricity. Okay. I like how I remembered what osmosis is, like as a fundamental thing, but I yeah. couldn't remember how wind actually worked. Oh, well, like wind turbines. Yeah, like I couldn't. I couldn't remember how. I knew it turned the turbine. I didn't know the unit of measurement for the energy. I didn't oh, know, like, watts. yeah, I couldn't remember didn't what, know watts. what what was. Well, right. But yeah, wind wind's like really common in the UK, isn't it? It's like I think it's the most common one in the UK. I think. Well, according to my facts oh, and figures, here we go. <laughs> I'm about to educate you. I'm ready. No, I was just into the wind one because, like, where where we grew up, there's a massive wind farm offshore. Yeah, it's off, sh- off the shore of North you Wales. You can't go anywhere in North Wales and look out at the sea and there's t- not towards a wind the north. Turbine. You like you cannot have a view unless it's really misty without wind turbines. Mm. They're huge, and I was told that it was like the second biggest offshore wind farm in the world. And then I was told it wasn't. And then Germany had the biggest, and then it was ours again. And I was like, I don't understand this competition. It's, it's big. It's like there's a lot. So of it's them. huge. I've just found out it's the fourth biggest in the world, which is nice. It's quite cool. Good Britain. So then I wanted to see just how much energy was created from all of our offshore wind farms. Because when I was looking, we have a lot. We have like a lot, like almost, mm. I think we have the most offshore wind farms in the world, like the most. Because we're an island, I guess. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, <laughs> I was thinking like really snug about it, but like looking at it, like you can't really have a, like Switzerland's got no chance. Because we're an island, we're not that sunny. It's quite windy. Almost, it's almost perfect, it? really, for winter winter. There's probably somewhere better in the world that's for, for them. That sounds better. like the perfect ad. The UK, it's not sunny, but it's perfect for winter turbines. Yeah. 
the media, the newspapers, they always like oh, slate. They hate it. Yeah, they hate it. I think it's because it. most people that read newspapers are not us. Well, they always have to have an opinion, don't they? Exactly. And it's better to have like a. You get more reads if yeah. it's controversial. If you get one, if it's more negative. It's better, yeah, in Britain, if but it's I negative. But th- I think that's bad though because it's giving the readers a more negative opinion on wind turbines. Like whenever I, whenever I see that they're planning on building more, people complain about it. Like my nine would complain about it. The view, yeah. It's ruining the view, and it's kind of like you already can't look out at the sea without seeing wind turbines. So what's the problem of adding more? Oh. It's already a ruined view and i don't think it does ruin the view i'm looking at it thinking like yeah we're sustainable look at that yeah it doesn't ruin it no it just, it just make it a bit more cluttered i guess but like it's all opinion isn't it whether it ruins the view yeah so i think if like but... the media would just change it and be more positive not that that would sell but if they would it might change public opinion mm. a bit more they also say like oh it's not as cheap as like coal or whatever or, or, or it's mostly gas i think they compare it to it's not as cheap as yeah but um, the gas, gas prices are going up and the when power's going down now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was looking into... I'll just really abbreviate these figures because I'm not going to read all that. But if we had all of our offshore wind farm energy, all of our onshore wind farm energy... Onshore? Yeah, onshore. Yeah. Um, so on, on we don't. Land. We only have two on-land wind farms, really, in the UK. Mm. But where, yeah, where would they go? like them on the land. They loud... That's literally your notes. Wind is loud. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know what notes you keep to make. It simple. So I just kept it simple in case I didn't know. In ca- yeah. I just... Then there's three new wind farms currently being built in the UK seas. And then there are a load of wind farms being proposed. And if all of them are built, we would have enough energy from that to power London three times to 300%. Just from wind. Mm, which that's, is pretty good. That's pretty good. But then you was, you reminded me that wind isn't really that reliable because if it's not windy, what are you going to do? Yeah, so like you can't just have... Yeah, it'd be quite difficult to have... Um, like just be reliant on wind. Because I forget that there's not massive batteries attached to these turbines. Like I can imagine like yeah, a whole so turbine being paid like a Duracell. It is a problem. So like say if the, you're producing all this power from these wind turbines... Mm. And then people say, oh, well, what happens when the wind's not, like, blowing? Mm. What, what what happens then, like, oh, when my lights turn off? And that's why you need, like, other sources of energy mm. to do that. But also there's, like, the inverse problem, which is what do you do with the energy when the wind is blowing but you don't need it? So at night, yeah. like, if it's just, you know... We need a battery. You, do you, need to put, you need to do something with it. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, you need to store it in a battery. When you say go to waste, like how how do you waste energy? Do you think I don't really know the fundamentals of how energy works? Like in my head, things work better when they're an actual thing, but you can't see or feel electric. Mm. So to me, it's hard to imagine how it works. But I just imagine it kind of floats off. <laughs> no, you can't just you can't you can't just get rid of it. That's the thing. Heat. Yeah, I think you can heat something up. You can turn a turbine. You can just you have to you have to do something with it. You have to change, mm. transfer it into a different form of energy. Mm. So I think I don't know what they do with it at the moment. They probably sell it to other countries. Yeah. Probably get sold on to other countries or they probably turn off like the power plants at night and then just use the wind. I, I don't know, actually. I don't know what they do with it when the wind's blowing and we don't need it. But yeah, you could use a battery. Like You could store it in a battery. Problem is, at the moment, is batteries that size are way too expensive. Yeah, it's too expensive just to store it in mm. a battery. But that's why um, 
electric cars are going to be a big thing mm. because like they charge overnight most of the time and most people that yeah, have them but also um the thing is that um so electric cars they have a massive battery in them mm-hmm. imagine if so and the, there's a statistic which is i think 95 percent people don't use their cars 95 percent of the time yeah so if your car was just plugged in 95 percent of the time that means i mean how many cars are in the uk like millions that's a big question. Yeah. Times the amount, the size millions. of the battery. Yeah. Times when 95%. You can have loads of battery storage mm. just connected to the power so they could use cars as batteries. Yeah, we just... And that's a big thing. Like, that's a massive area of like, research at the moment is how would you... I think use... that's another incentive as well for... I think that's why a lot of, like, countries like Britain and America and a lot of European countries have used, like, the governments have installed more electric transport... That's one of the They're reasons. not really doing enough, though. No, I mean, there's London buses. <laughs> After, like, five miles per hour, they go back to petrol. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, they claim to be, like, electric, but... They ain't. You just walk behind it and you can smell the fumes from... You choke Because it's only a... It's only a um, hybrid. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so... So, so uh, wind is, like, massive in the UK. But... I'm not sure... Yeah, so I think it's just because it's really windy here. <laughs> Big in the UK because yeah. it's windy. But then solar, which is the other sort of main one. So like going into the future, like in 50 years time, wind and solar will probably be the main two. I remember when I was younger and lots of people got offered in my area free solar power. Yeah, we did as well. Um, and I was like, yeah, they're the best. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. I was like this real keen teen Wanting to, I th- for some reason I thought that if you made like got enough electricity from these solar panels, you've just littered the roof of your house with them, made a load of energy, didn't use as much as you made, and you could sell it back and like earn a profit. I thought you could just have like a side hustle with solar panels. Yeah, yeah that is possible, but you need to be in like quite a good location. You need to be facing the right way. You need yeah. to not be using yeah. that much energy. Um, but kind of thinking about it and thinking where the materials for making a solar panel come from i i don't like them anymore <laughs> i have learned and i have changed my opinion yeah um, so yeah they're really good especially in like sunny places but actually quite yeah. good in uk even though it's not sunny you don't need the sun you just, just need, need light, light but it helps to have the sun yeah it helps to have a clear day yeah but i think the difference between a clear day and a, and a cloudy day mm. isn't as big as people think no you can still get sunburn through the clouds yeah, exactly so most of the solar like um mm. UV light still comes through. Yeah. But um But the thing that that's the issue I have with them is they're essentially giant batteries. Now the amount of times that I've just Wait, hang what? on a sec just hang on a sec. Okay. So you can't dispose of batteries. You have to send them somewhere real special. Solar right, panels are essentially the same thing. You not ha- recyclable. They're completely non-recyclable. The materials used for making them usually aren't very easily sustainable like they're not made out of they're not sourced sustainable. yeah they're not like green materials at all they just i think there's lead in them actually yeah they're not that good for the environment to make and especially the newer ones they don't have a very long lifespan and then you can't get rid of them like they just end up in landfill so are they really like net positive in terms of being like yeah they're renewable and people Mm. sort of associate that word with like oh but it's good it's clean but the thing itself isn't which is why i'm kind of big on wind turbines because they did this huge study i think like two years ago 
and they proved that wind turbines over its lifespan, even the really crappy ones from five years ago, after five years, are net positive. Yeah, it's all about... I think you're right. I think wind turbines are probably the most... Very they're the most cost-effective at the moment. Very pro-wind turbine here. Yeah, and they're also the most sustainable compared to solar, because, yeah, you're right, solar, there's some of the materials that go into it. I've touched a wind turbine. Mm. Same. Oh, cute. We didn't touch it together, though. So. No, I think it was in primary school, wasn't it? Yeah, we were like, like... year six or something. No, year four. Oh, that early? Yeah. Mm. We were nine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I remember it. I do. I just remember it being really loud and so like someone trying to teach us about what it was and like everyone was stood around like, we can't hear you, mate. Yeah, it was, it was very loud. It was surprisingly really, really loud. But, um, no, the good thing, I suppose, about solar is like... Um, Actually, I don't know. I, I was going to say like more dense, so like you can put them closer together. Mm. But I think energy density, so like how many watts or megawatts or, mm. you know, can you produce per yeah. area, per like, if you had a one meter by one meter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So per unit area, yep. how much energy could you produce? I think wind is better, actually. Yeah. I have noticed, though, um, go, like if you go through sort of the countryside, I think a lot of farmers are being paid to put solar panels in their field because they don't take a, a lot of space on the ground. Like, a bit different with roofs, solar panels are, like, flush against the roof. But on farms, like, on ground, they're kind of propped up so they can face the right way. So they're a good, like, metre and a half off the ground, which means if they're just using that field for sheep, the sheep can still roam mm, around mm, with solar yeah. panels in it. I've seen a lot of them recently. I haven't seen many actually, but I you believe don't go you. out as much as me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and then there's hydroelectric, and this is something that you wanted to. I have so, learned about this. So hydroelectric is so... just anything that is hydro. Yeah, and you electric. Pro- you produce electricity using water. So instead of using wind for wind turbines, you mm-hmm. use water to go for a turbine. I also have notes on tidal, but I've learned that tidal is part that like, comes under the banner of hydroelectric. Yeah, it's the same thing. So you can imagine, like in a river. If you put a turbine, yeah, the stream flow, flows through it. Yep, turns a turbine. Mm-hmm. Tidal's the same thing, except it's the tide, not like a stream. Exactly, but I just thought tidal was a thing on its own. But it makes sense that it's in hydroelectric. Um, but I think I was like, I've always sort of known what it is. I know it's water, and I know it's electric. Until researching this, though, I had no idea, like how it worked i just assumed you know those like old mills on a farm that has a little creek and it has one of those massive like wooden turbines that flows i just always assumed it was them that is yeah that is it it's very basic level but maybe not hydroelectric but it's like it's a using water to make energy yeah to use the energy but in my head that's all it was and then when I looked at the descriptions i thought oh i've been to loads of these reservoirs we've got loads of them in wales like We've got oh, so the dam, like the yeah. For some reason, dams, in my the, head, the reservoirs. Yeah, so as well as just like having it like in a dam, mm. and then you let the water through, mm. or like in a stream, and you let the water through. Yeah, and that makes electricity. Like you can use it to store electricity. Mm. So you can say, like we were saying before, if the wind turbine's spinning, but you don't need the electricity, you can use that electricity to pump water up a mountain. Mm. Because that takes electricity, right, to yeah. pump it up. and then it falls back down. And then you just keep it up there. Mm. Cause it takes no energy just to keep it up there. There's a lake on top. You just close the entrance exit mm-hmm. for the water. And then 
you just leave it and then you can leave it as long as you want you could leave it like years yeah as long as the water doesn't evaporate and then it falls back down and then when you want to you open the gates it comes down and it spins a turbine so you get all the energy back yeah or most of the energy back that you used to pump it up and that was the best school trip that we ever went on yeah where was where is it <laughs> electric mountain in snowdonia so, yeah, yeah the very bottom of snowdon it's a bit of a missed not... trip because it's all just pipes. You don't see. I imagine there was like a massive cave with a waterfall. There's not. Yeah, you, you just go inside. Lake. It's just pipes. You just see pipes. It's well boring. Yeah, they really hyped it up, and it's not that, inter- not that interesting. Honestly, it's just a cave with pipes. I don't. I don't think anyone actually understood what it was when we went either. I was crying most of the time. I did not. I was claustrophobic. I did not like being in a cave. I was worried the mountain was going to collapse. I just remember wearing a hard hat. Going in a cave, but it feels weird. You know when you like you wear a hard hat and you think, well, why do I need a hard? Why hat? do I need a hard hat? This I think they were massive. trying to. I think they were trying to make you feel. Like if, a rock, if one of these rocks falls on me, I'm dying. I'm not. I don't have to worry. It about made a me nervous. Like... I didn't enjoy learning about Electric Mountain until now. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a big battery, big big mountain, mountain battery. battery. Look yeah. at Wales go. <laughs> Yeah, we're like looking, looking we're looking at up at the map of way of the of the world. Both of us lovingly. Yeah. Um, I also invented a reusable energy. Remember, I told you about this a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had a brief that invented said invented an energy. Right. I actually think it could be feasible with the right research. I disagree. Right. Well, pessimist. Um, so we got told to invent a new. It was basically called ocean power or like sea power. And when you Google that, it's the Navy. So I quickly did, like stopped Googling that. So that was your brief? That was the brief, was to create sea power. And I instantly thought, what are things in the sea that don't stop moving other than the tide? Sharks. Sharks have to keep going forwards, otherwise they die. <laughs> Straight away, <laughs> obvious conclusion. Is that true? Like, do they actually have to Yeah, go? sharks have to go forwards. If they get stuck in something, they can't go backwards either. They'll drown. If they go backwards, the way that they... Is that genuinely true? Don't quote me on it, but I'm oh, fairly okay. certain Sorry, I've read yeah, that I know a few places. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I believe you. I just Sharks have to keep going forwards. I think they can sort of stop to eat, but then they'll sort of float up, like swim away and come back around, take a bite, float. Like, I think they have to keep going forwards. So I thought if they have to go forwards and people tag sharks to know where they are, there's this new um, research lab that are tagging sharks. I can't remember what it's called, but you can easily find them on Google. And they created an app like five years ago. It's a really bad app now. But with those tags, every time the shark came to like a certain part of the, like came up from the depths kind of thing, like they were quite near the surface of the sea, it would beep the GPS and you could see like a live tracker of where they were. And they had like a good hundred sharks on here, but they obviously needed more funding to do that. So imagine instead of just tagging them, you also put a little turbine on them. (laughs) Right. So I'm thinking the sharks that are on the eastern and western side of America, because these are the ones that have migration patterns. So they go from, on the eastern side, they go from Florida to sort of Greenland area and back down every year. So if you put sort of energy collectors, and that can just be a mesh, like a mesh wire that the shark just has to brush against, and then it'll collect the energy from it. Some way of transferring the energy it's created through its continuously moving forward turbine. There's also ones that go from, like, California area to Hawaii, and then in between California and Hawaii, there is the Shark Cafe. I loved learning about that, Shark Cafe. 
you put mesh, mesh bits there, you get the energy, and then it creates a better name for sharks because sharks are going extinct because humans are just hunting them so much because everyone thinks Shark Week is mm. true and that they're terrible and that millions of them aren't killed every year. So you get a better name for sharks, bring a species back from the brink, you know, human destruction, another form of reusable energy. People could, like, help save the sharks and get more energy. I think br- it'd be a brilliant idea if it actually worked. You, c- you can't say it's not going to work right now. I mean, I've only just pitched it to you. Well, I can. <laughs> I don't think you can because no one's tried it. Until someone tries it, you cannot tell me that this yeah, is feasible. Yeah, I think it won't because I don't think it'll produce enough power. Like, each individual turbine will produce enough energy for it to be worth it. Because, like, think of it this way. Like, when they put turbines in water... Mm. Um, where do they mostly do it now? In dams. Yeah. Dams, the water goes from somewhere high up to somewhere low down. Mm-hmm. That's the contributing factor, the fact that the water goes from high up to low down. So unless the sharks are swimming from high up to low down, like it's to do the height difference, not necessarily the water. Like... Having a no, big... but with tidal, there's no height difference. I was going to say, so I'll come on to that. So with um, it's more to the height difference that makes it easy to generate a lot of power. No, but I'm but hang with tidal. On. The thing with dams, though, is it's easy to make a lot of power really quickly, so meeting demands. But I'm not talking about these sharks meeting any demands. I'm talking about these sharks just contributing to sustainable energy. I'm just saying the size of the turbine, and because there won't be the height difference, because it'll be going through it, they won't produce that much energy. Without slowing the shark down too much. Why do you want to kill the sharks, David? I'm trying to save them here. I'm trying no, to give will. them jobs. To be honest, it might be might even be enough to like power a flashlight or something. But think of it but this like... way: if you're only collecting the energy twice a year, they're only going to Greenland yes. and then Trust Florida. Me. Oh, mate, you just You'd be better off everything. having like connecting like the um, in gyms, like connecting the treadmills to like power of the gym. That's a whole Black Mirror episode. Is it? Yeah, they're on. Like, still bikes. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Yeah, I remember that. You're such a dystopian dictator. You don't want to save sharks and you want... No, but when you go to the gym I and you're, like, lifting treadmill. weights and you're running, that could power the gym itself. I'm not saying that's a big thing. I single-handedly power my gym. <laughs> I don't think you understand how little effort I put into the gym. I think, I think more research needs to be done with the shark power. I think a and lot until, of research needs to be done until before it. Put it on whales then. Whales go really deep. Maybe in like a thousand years. When, Super sharks. They'll be yeah, dead when, by then, when David. Turbines are so good. That They'll be dead by you then. You could blow on it and it I'm trying to save earth. them before they die. I'm trying to give them jobs so that people recognise them as valuable members you of get, this You earth. pay them minimum wage. I pay them in, like, meat. <laughs> rights for sharks. Shark rights. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> Uh, anyway <laughs> I think we went a bit of a tangent there that, that'll be it for this episode before I get really upset yeah yeah I think so next week if you want to listen to our podcast not next week sorry in two weeks time in two weeks time two weeks time so you want to listen to our next podcast in two weeks time and it'll be on reusable rockets David and I have opposing opinions on this yeah so it should be quite interesting I'm no I wouldn't say anything about it right now <laughs> he's super pro <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. 
I'm not but, super against. No. True. I just am cautious. You've got some questions. I have questions. You answer them quite aggressively. We'll find out what we next week. In two weeks. I would say next week, but it's two weeks' time. Maybe sometime it'll be weekly. Yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye.